Marky Worthington podcast all day. All day. Dream by night. <laughs> Don't buy me a drink. Just give me 10 bucks. <laughs> all day. <laughs> Go down to the strip club with your floppy disk and turn it into a hard drive. Yeah, right. You'll get fucking thrown out by Big Tony. <laughs> We're here to name names and make people feel more ashamed for shit that they're not proud of. Don't blow it. Keep it simple. Count your money. No, whatever it is. This is episode 88 with Tony. How you doing? Hey. Good day, mate. Good day, <laughs> Good day How mate. are you? 88. The uh, As they say in bingo, two fat ladies. 88. <laughs> 88. No shit. That's a <laughs> lot of numbers. Yeah. I've been doing this now since 2017, I think. It's when I kicked this off. Um, and I originally, we're mates because of the music scene, but I heard you on a um, local podcast, um, The Big Sand. And I was just like, oh, I'll have to see if Tony's keen to jump on there. I've had you on the metal podcast I do, Canberra Metalheads. Yes. And, um, yeah, I figured it'd be good to get you on this one because I heard a couple of the non-metal stories from over the years. Um, I, on the other podcast, I was like, oh, that's cool. Tony's got um, got other stuff as well that he can chat about, which is rad. Yeah. No worries. All good. Yeah. And whatever. Let's just, yeah. <laughs> we're here like? let's just say let's talk about whatever yeah exactly and have so, an exciting time exactly just just let just just let the uh let the flow let the flow so is that how is that how things are written like songs and stuff like that i noticed like that's a backstory i used to open up which uh with which goal used to practice your band um in the back of black sun yes this is a rehearsal studio here in canberra yes and um occasionally if they couldn't get someone to lock up at the end of the night you know i lived close by so i'd just get the call and i'd come in and make sure it was all locked up right now most bands would be out by then but sometimes i'd still hear the skull from the back of the the back of the um the rehearsal studio just 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 before even the first album came out i think this was early on and um i'd just go to lock up and i'd be like oh, i can still hear music so i have to check all the rooms i go out there and i'd be like about to open the door and i just hear like a mad riff coming out i'm like i can't interrupt this plus i'm not fucking doing anything i'm like 19 years old fuck it so i just stand on the other side of the door listening and then eventually when the song finished i'd open it up hey guys i'm just about to close up you guys all good yeah 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 we're all good we're... and then you'd start packing up and shit and that's how i got to know which skull more than just the live shows but watch knowing you as people um as well and and then i remember one night when the first three track ep came out you're like here you go bro and one of you just gave it to me and i still got that album the little three track cd yeah the teaser yeah that's cool that thing and um yeah and then when i started doing radio with canberra metalhead you're one of the first um guests that we had on and yeah it's been like that ever since man so it's been years in the making of like getting to know the band and getting to know yourself um yeah totally man it's been good times man the like the the black sun days and like the early gigs yeah i remember that man you coming back there and just knocking and us being there really late and shit you know and jamming yeah that was the early days we used to jam a lot man yeah and it was started out in fishwick and then it went back to black sun and you were a young man there yeah you were fresh out of college and all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed you hardly any beard yeah and you were like hey witch skull satan devil worshippers <laughs> could you fucking i want to go home and play my my nintendo 
and then um yeah we were there for years we rehearsed there for fucking years man right up until the third record i think even there yeah and, and where's the place in fish week that red sun oh right yeah yeah that's lance's brother ralph yeah and then they both have a studio and we and which girl actually started rehearsing in red sun in fishwick yeah. yeah okay when joel the drummer came from out of space <laughs> he comes from planet matador and <laughs> he just rocked up waltzed up and Hang on, he waltzed up one afternoon and was like, like so you space. think you can jump hey and i was like oh fucking who's this guy probably went to school with my wife and <laughs> uh the- yeah that was it at the red sun he was like the way he swaggered up you know with his stick bag i was like fuck this guy's must be hot on the st- on the kit <laughs> and uh, yeah it's just all flooding back now sorry if i seem choked up but i'm just like it's all flooding back to me now it was just an amazing moment in time it's like you know when the earth stops air stops moving you know like in all these movies where they do that big hollywood thing like you know even in karate movies you know ghost fighting in the sky that kind of thing moment it stopped in time (laughs) and it fucking it was just so special there was like this magical bond and then when we played it was like times 10 it was like awesome yeah yeah like i known him for a million years oh jokes aside it was yeah and then when we rehearsed it was okay i think that was 2014 hey yeah and uh you're not originally from canberra where are you from me i'm from apart, mm, apart from out of space too. yes new york city a place called i grew up in a town called woodside queens yeah and yeah i lived there for like 36 years and i was born in the bronx my dad's from the bronx my mother's like family are from manhattan and then we grew up in queens and yeah it's a cool fucking place cool town real um i I like irish european catholic neighborhood you know like real tough a lot of bars you know like every two blocks there's a fucking pub on the corner and a lot of like yeah you you whatever neighborhood you grow up that's where you hang out and you you roll you know pretty loyalty location yeah and like yeah and everybody is and then and they're parts of the neighborhood so if you want to go to another neighborhood and fuck around yeah you're gonna be fighting you know yeah right yeah yeah real territorial like it's funny it's a if i showed you the how many blocks it was it it seems big as a kid but it's it's not really it's a little place you know the local school the local public school the catholic school yeah and those all the dudes i went to school with they were all in catholic school and i went my family went to public school with um, other friends but a lot of the dudes i grew up with you know went to catholic school you know in that area and so there was like tons of irish bars and it was just crazy the neighborhood was awesome you hung out in a park so you know or a cemetery or a fucking <laughs> abandoned building or wherever the fuck you wanted to go yeah 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 we eventually had like the sickest hangout it was called the hole it was underneath this highway and it was this giant steel door right yeah and it was a bottom of a highway going up oh, and yeah. it was like all bricked off and um the only way to get in is through this giant steel door and one day my mates went in there with a torch and were like 
check this out it was like a it was like a club underneath the highway so we fucking dragged carpets in there couches in there <laughs> and the car batteries and just had lights and just bomb the walls and just and would just have the sickest fucking drug fucking keg parties ever like people would have nightmares in there like <laughs> tripping or if they smoked a little dust they would just be fucking nightmare like thought they were in fucking in hell. just in hell yeah 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 which we probably found entertaining you know what i'm saying <laughs> but um yeah when we just be like that's it's funny man the music that's where the uh witch skull comes from it's like it was always thrash it was always like slayer venom just like the craziest fucking heaviest shit out yeah we were always listening to them blasting that like non-stop everybody because i was we used to hang and when and when i hung out in this place it was called the hole right yeah like you know your asshole hole yeah. <laughs> we called it the hole and um sometimes like people would get sick or somebody would just fucking do something stupid and the cops would come and be like you can't come in here but we were like fuck that we had like this sick hangout in there and but these dudes like where we um when we recorded coven's will we stayed in a place called ridgewood queens and that's like 10 minutes maybe five ten minutes by car from um woodside right yeah. that's where we stayed when we did um covens will oh, yeah. and we would um recording in greenpoint and it's just crazy so when we would have parties in the hall there would be like a bunch of dudes from ridgewood it was like oh it was like a metal mini metal fucking satanic meat i think we even had a a fucking dead goat in there somebody found like a whole <laughs> skull it was on the wall in there we fucking nailed it to the wall <laughs> What yeah like dude the cemetery by my like so when i used to go to school right i lived on like 60th street right so i used to have to walk to yeah. sunnyside i lived in woodside sunnyside was here i used to meet up with all my my mates and we would walk to school it was like five or six blocks right every morning when you yeah. when i went to like junior high school the high the school things all fucked up here like you guys are like i went to college and i'm like that ain't fucking cut or what it, it, yeah it's weird over here <laughs> yeah, i yeah. still don't understand it i don't care you, but, need, um, a, you need an education i understand the education system. yeah but we used to go by walk by the um calvary cemetery this is an old cemetery it's where my family members are buried and everything and when we would walk by people would be like don't go in there there's this crazy dude called the chicken man right running around in there right but when me and my friends would be walking to school we'd always find chickens with their fucking heads cut off Holy right shit. always right in the cemetery because we'd walk through the cemetery right quick jump up down the wall and we would just go home and then you'd find sometimes i remember finding me and my friends were walking home one time and it was like there was this fucking big like rubbish bags like fucking hundred gallon fucking i'm like what the fuck is that it was like a rock and we're like what the fuck is that a body and i think it was just like a deer carcass just like all chopped up and corded but back to the dead chickens where my high, where my junior high school was junior high school 125 was in like a hispanic neighborhood and santa ria you know like those voodoo supermarkets you see in movies and magazines you know yeah, what that is like yeah, they'll yeah. Like they'll COVID do the roosters from. for you yeah. so they the it was actually it wasn't a chicken man it was actually fucking these santa ria dudes they were probably killing goats and animals and doing sacrifices because that's part of their religion yeah you know and there was this place and you know 
It's got that big giant plastic Jesus in the window with all the little, all the saints and all the candles and shit. Yeah, yeah. Those are where people just go and get one of your hair or your beard and you're fucked, you know? <laughs> You'll be shitting tarantulas, you know? <laughs> But that's it. What everyone's like, don't go in the cemetery because chicken man. Of course, where do me and my friends do? Go in there to find them, to beat them, and rob them. <laughs> and steal his chicken suit. Or if he had a chicken hat, we one of my mates would have been wearing it. That's fucking hilarious. Dude, that's like when I was a teenager, like 13 or 14. And that's when I started fucking going to gigs. And it's like, yeah, it was crazy. But the dudes, hey, the three dudes I fucking used to... It was Rob, right? Me and Rob used to go to... My mate Rob, we used to go um, and walk. But then sometimes as I got older, I walked with these like three Hispa uh, Spanish dudes, you know? Yeah. One was like Mexican, one was Spanish, and one was Puerto Rican. It was like the three craziest dudes, hey? Yeah, yeah. They're full on. They were just like nuts. They grew up to be crazy. One was like a drug kingpin. One was like a career criminal. And one was like this mad drug dealer too. And he was like, his family got murdered like a block away from my house and shit. It was like nuts. I remember he fucked around. This kid I used to walk to school with and fucking punch the shit out of. And he was fucking, and we would just go and we'd all walk home because we lived a block from each other. So we would just go and everybody would walk the same way and down Queens Boulevard. And then the cemetery I'm talking about, is called Calvary Cemetery. Yeah, yeah. Look it up. It's fucking sick. It's <laughs> old. There's like dudes from the Civil War in it. It's like the union members and there's like these old, but there's a whole occult thing going on in there. People would be fucking around in there. And the big mausoleums, you know, in the, um, I'll tell you where it is. Yeah. In the Godfather when their fucking old man dies, yeah. Rando dies, yeah, yeah. and the guy is going, and Pacino's why he's going, who's making the play? And they start kissing that other dude, and they're like, and he's thinking, all these motherfuckers are going to whack them all for not thinking I'm going to be the son. They're in Calvary Cemetery, oh, where I'm talking about where all these dead chickens and all. We used to play football. There was like a potter's grave. There was like a whole giant bunch of cemeteries connected that the bus driver's called the Boneyard. That's the bus route you'd get because it would go through all these centers. So we'd hang out in the different... The bus used to go through the The bus cemetery. used to... Yeah, because there's like a highway over the cemetery. This is what I'm talking about. In The Godfather, when they're, at, when they're burying Marlon Brando, you see a bridge behind them, and that's the Kosciuszko Bridge hmm. that's going into Greenpoint, fucking Brooklyn. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's in that movie. And this is the cemetery. So me and my friends were like fuck let's go through the cemetery and you just find weird shit like dead fucking roosters or chickens or you know like a, a giant bag of carcass yeah. Yeah, yeah or a fucking yeah goat fucking deer fucking head or some shit and we think that was cool you know yeah yeah that's like um you're saying about finding random stuff in the street like i remember hearing a story of when bill burr was living in new york yeah fucking mental. and uh, he was housemate he was housemate with bobby kelly and he said that Bobby Kelly was another, he's another big comedian. He was saying that um, he's so much of a street kid. Although they had a studio apartment, if he walked past something that looked like he could sell it and make money, he'd bring it back to the the apartment. Yeah. And he's like, they're living in this fucking studio apartment. And he walks in there and there's a fucking treadmill just crammed into the apartment. <laughs> and he goes, what are you fucking doing with that, Bobby? We got like a lounge chair and a bathroom. And he's just like, ah, oh, you know, fucking, it still works. It's good. It's worth money, you know? And the funniest thing is Bill Burr said that he was 
um, in the bathroom getting ready, like shaving and stuff, to do his first ever appearance on Conan. Oh, Bilbo's yeah, first appearance was on appearance Conan. On Conan. And uh, he was in that apartment with Bobby Kelly, and he Bobby Kelly was on the treadmill with a racquetball just throwing it at the brick wall. And he said he'd seen Bill in the bathroom getting ready. So he lined it up perfect with the corner of the room and pegged the racquetball as hard as he could at the fucking wall. And it bounced and he hit Did Bill he get in, the, in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like coming out, going off at him, full Bill Burr style, like, Oh, you fucking asshole, I gotta go and fucking cone him now, I got a fucking black eye, yeah. you fuck. <laughs> That's fucking hysterical. But that's how city life is. Dude, my family called me the garbage picker like up until last week. Like that's because I was. Dude, the first amps I found in the train and they worked and I yeah, blew yeah. them up. You know, before an amp blows up, it has the best distortion, let me tell you. And I just you'd find tons of cool shit, you know what I'm saying? People just like don't know what you you know, so I'm a yeah, I'm a garbage picker. My wife would say I'm a hoarder, but I'm not. It's like, my shit's cool, you know? You like American pickers. Yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, no, those guys are too... They're, yeah, they're not like... Those guys, that's cool shit they're dealing with, but I don't really like those guys. They're like yeah. dicks. You know what I'm saying? It's they're true. like robbing old men. Like, they're making a lot of money off that. Yeah. Don't tell true. me you're a picker. You're a picker when you're a kid. You know what I'm saying? You go around and on television and you're lowballing people, old folk that are like about to die. You're a cunt, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're more of an American but I, robber. But I like this. Yeah, American <laughs> robbers. Yeah, yeah. Tony, and I'm going to shake your hand, <laughs> yeah, hey? Yeah, yeah. And you're going to go come again. See, the guys, it's just like... Tony, it's... you want to call it American cunts, dude. <laughs> yes. Cunts fucking... Uh, yeah. <laughs> The cunt robbers. American cunts in a Ford Transit. That's what yeah. it's called. It's just a short name. Yeah, let's get rich off old cunts, it yeah. should be called. Get, let's get but, rich from a sprinter. But they're just thinking, oh, this guy found it. So whatever I give him, you know, but I'm just like, sometimes it doesn't seem right. The yeah, pricing true. to me. I yeah, don't care much his, how much his overhead is and his fucking gay jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the new Levi's? You know, like, Is that the new name for yeah, the Levi's? Yeah, he looks. They be, they both look like dudes I would fucking be punching the shit out of when I was younger. <laughs> and then you turn for out, going in my garbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they took your dead goat, dude. Yeah, they'd be like, Can't, "Get out of my garbage, you fucking nerd!" <laughs> and punch the shit out of them. Because it used to be pretty heavy on the fight, say like. When you yeah, say, you're talking about stories from like Lamores in Brooklyn yeah. and stuff like that. No, but even in neighborhoods, you know what I'm saying? People coming through and just fucking acting, and you'd be fucking at school. There was, you know, that's everywhere. That's universal. Yeah, the whole fighting in school. I don't know if that's allowed anymore. Yeah. But yeah, that was universal, man. But yeah, even the clubs. But the uh, Lamores in Brooklyn, that metal club, I was telling you about, was um. Yeah, it was run by thing by the mob. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. ran that, and the dudes would, they would fuck people up. Yeah. Like, and dudes would go the security. You know what I'm saying? So, say if you attacked one security guard, you're pissed and you you're macho and on coke and you want to fucking uh, throw your weight around. So yeah. you attack one, and then there's ten dudes on top of you. Axe handle. I've seen dudes in the middle of the street face split wide open yeah, just like wild. and a giant snot i remember this giant <laughs> it was like 
fucking huge. <laughs> and it was like a blood snot. They would just, just shattered the dude's nose with an axe handle or their fist. But they were yeah. cool to me. Yeah, but you, know you just look at that and you're like, oh, you, you go to help someone, you see the sun, you're like, fucking gross, cunt. Get that yeah, fucking was, snot off your just, face, dude. And it would have been in the winter, right? And it would have been snot yeah. coming off of them. And fucking, smoke yeah, it was crazy. He copped a hiding so hard there was smoke coming off yeah. him. <laughs> no, when you sweat. That's so wild, dude. You know when you sweat at gigs and you go out in the winter, the yeah, smoke, you're the smoke yeah. sizzles off of you. Yeah. But yeah, it was just great. You, it's a stupid move, you know. Because and this is um, the bartenders were real hot chicks dressed all metaled out, and going around and would come up to you and be like, "Hey, how many beers you want?" See, it was four guys, and you just tip a two bucks, and they bring the beers to you, so you don't got to move. You know what I'm saying? But they were hot. You know what I'm saying? And dudes would, you know, they'd be getting molested by fucking. Yeah. you know drunks and shit and if you got really handsy dude you just see some dudes just fucking get, get punched up. right off his feet and yeah. dragged out and thrown out you always know someone cops are hiding when their shoes are still where they were standing yeah <laughs> like you ever just see like those videos of a dude on the ground his shoes are still where he was and he's snoring it's so funny when someone gets knocked the fuck out so hard they instantly start snoring and they always cross their arms like a vampire you know how vampires the sleep? snoring's nuts right <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you're just like wow man i wonder if he snores like that all the time or if this is if you've unlocked a special ability you know what i mean i just think like a he looks so peaceful <laughs> yeah oh he's sleeping he looks so beautiful and peaceful <laughs> i heard um another one you but hold on i'm cutting you off big kid the age to get in and drink was 21 i think i was 13 or 14 and irene my sister was 15 yeah and we walked in and it's like the Sopranos are there, yeah, hey, collecting yeah. the money at the thing. Johnny Gum, all these big dudes. Yeah, yeah. And a dude like dealing. These are the guy on the Twisted Sister documentary that they're talking about that they used to borrow money off of. Yeah. They were like a house band in Brooklyn, right. Twisted Sister in their heyday, like when they were like absolutely assassins, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we walked in and I was all worried. I'm like to my sister, dude, how the fuck am I going to get in? It's 21. Yeah. She's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Take your brother Andy's ID, which I think he was only fucking 17 or whatever. And I'm like, man, I was worried the whole time. And then I walked in, they were like, how's it going, big kid? <laughs> and they just, because I was a filthy, long-haired, rocking dirtbag, you know what I'm saying? They were like, this guy belongs in here. Yeah. Now, if you walked in, yeah. like, and you just came from a, a wedding and had a suit, and they didn't like how you looked or just what you first thing out of your mouth they would go get get out of here fuck off yeah yeah. no you're not coming in yeah you're an asshole yeah. i've seen it yeah. they'll, they'll take your shoes off dude you can't come in here with that they didn't let it was for like metal people rock, sure, yeah. rock and roll and metal people like long-haired freaks and like and that was and that was the thing man yeah and if they were funny about that too they were like like American pickers down the road. Some of my mates fucking, were just like with your fucking jeans. Fuck off, your American picker looking. Yeah, no, but one of some of my mates just dressed good. Hey, like say for work or whatever, you had to wear nice clothes. Yeah, and they just be like, not. Nah. And we like, oh, and I'm talking like this is like '84, and it's like 
That's when, like, Rod the Light, like, the band, if you missed a gig, you went home sad, hey? Like, if you didn't get in, if it was, like, you. Yeah. And because of some shit like that, like, because we would sometimes take the train, and you'd travel, like, two hours, and then going home, it would take, like, four hours to get home from Lemoore's, man. Yeah. When we didn't have a car. Then Irene, my sister, got a car, and we would all just pile into that, you know? My sister drove. Uh, my sister, Irene. Yeah, Who's yeah. two years older than me it's um it's like halloween parties man um joe i listened to a podcast with joey diaz yeah and he he he's a jersey kid and uh he was saying that like one time he went out and he was dressed up ready to go but they got too fucked up on acid and never made it to the party halloween parties on acid how what that doesn't fucking scream fun man (laughs) just add a pinata shit loads of alcohol weed Dude, like, you guys got so gypped over here, man. Because you're a bunch of freaks, you know what I'm saying? And you call it fancy dress. But just imagine having full-on... Dude, we used to do it every year. So we'd say, at that year's Halloween party, you'd come up with, all right, next year, you got to be this. And you wouldn't tell anybody what you're doing. Mm. And everybody shows up. And some of your closest mates, you don't even know who the fuck they are. Dude, it's crazy. And everybody gets wasted in your blast music. It's the fun. And then the best thing is, and if especially if you're on acid, I'll really get out the pinata. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, with adults. Just don't, just dude, make sure people you don't hit the floor. Like a dude, people hit the floor. <laughs> people get smashed in the head. Dude, it's fucking <laughs> awesome. I'm telling you. Some kind covered in snot. Yeah, just... Yeah, I think this people are the youngsters are starting to because they seen more Halloween on television yeah, than you yeah, guys. Yeah. I think it was the British going, no, those damn Irish and their Halloween, fuck them and their potatoes. We don't want them having fun. <laughs> They're bad enough. They drink all the alcohol in Australia. The Irish, they definitely ain't getting Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody here goes those fucking yanks and their fucking lollies and their halloweens and it's two thousand years old from ireland it's so funny those fucking trump with his halloween fucking counts and it's like and it's fucking two thousand years old it was a druid thing to go around and give mushrooms to kids <laughs> yeah yeah you guys got chipped i'm gonna yeah, finish we that got fucked, yeah. yeah you got fucked there man you know, so have a fucking every to all the six people listening to this podcast, fucking live your life and have Halloween and take acid and have a fucking Halloween cake and love yourself. Yes. Love yourself is just literally a fucking way of saying go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go, yeah. No, I'm serious. But I'm serious. To all the eight people yeah, listening, there you go. for the six people listening right now, <laughs> go take acid and fuck yourself. Hey, Big J and Nick, but I'm fucking. <laughs> Holy fuck! I but, wish uh, I wish they were part of the six, dude. I you think, know, I'm, yeah. when I'm coming back, huh? On the show. For the Halloween episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll make the deal yeah, here. Do- deal? Yeah. yeah, it needs to be. All right. Fucking Maybe we'll come with a little costume on I just fucking lost my hand for a second. Yeah, dude. fucking booze like- at the kebab shop. Kebab. Sorry. Not kebab. 
kebab shop. Yeah. Goes, Jesus, fucking look at your hands. Dude, I remember oh, I went to, I went to yeah, the... all the better the stranger you went. Now. Yeah, well, it felt like I was like... He got scared like that. He was like, holy shit, like I stole Frankenstein's hands. <laughs> <laughs> I want him in a card game. No, you didn't steal them. They just used them to make him. You know what I mean? Like he's just a mismatch of all the different things. Yeah, I can't get tattoos, right? I'd like to... And if I did, I would just have this, the Frankenstein stitches. Yeah. Right? Because they go with these hands, right? <laughs> like you have one up here, like it was sewn on there. One yeah, you different angles. you got to yeah. have one on the wrist and one half up your forearm. Yeah, but it's a real model. <laughs> doesn't thing. line up. Did I remember the first time no I tough went... No stickers for Tony, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> well, um, I remember talking to the kebab shop. I went into the kebab shop one day on a weekend. It's like capital kebabs. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also like a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> what a little garlic sauce. <laughs> so I go in there. Make it nice. <laughs> yes, that's what happens, right? So I go in there. It's like must have just been just after the lunch rush or something because I get in there. There's not as many people. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple of people waiting for this. You plus it's it, plus it's on a weekend too. Yeah, it's yeah. like a Saturday. I go in there and uh, I walk in and just from in the shop i sat here and make it nice <laughs> and i walk in and you're just standing there at the counter yeah. and they're trying to put it to you know how they put it together yeah. and you're like yeah make it nice I'm like the old mate's trying to be all polite and shit he's like so we make them all the same you're like yeah but make it nice <laughs> he's fucking so like yeah, you're... we would joke man at the damn shop it's a good that. shop man oh they're really good and they man he supports the skull yeah support they'll they're, play in it sometimes in there yeah that's a family place yeah man. they they play it in the shop sometimes he said yeah yeah because um but i know him good man yeah he's a, he's, a, he's a skater he's an awesome fucking killer australian skater <laughs> skateboard yeah yeah, yeah sk8 yeah. and he's yeah. a lovely man and his family that is awesome dude good friend oh, yeah okay fuck all right then i all suppose right. we're bought to you by no, capital I'm getting fucking hungry i just smoke <laughs> yeah get an uber eats or something <laughs> nah, don't do that. nah dude so the um yeah take the, the actually talking about this <laughs> talking about skating man remember the we're at the basement for the um angry anderson gig at the same time as the skate gig angry. out the back how yeah. wild was that shit, man? That was bad shit, right? There's so many There's people there. up there, you know, watching angry, get a little angry. <laughs> I don't know, somebody was picking on him or something. Or Dude, I did comedy there that week. Like, there was still a pair of panties on the stage. I'm like, fucking hell, that would have been a net if they threw that over him, man. A little pair of panties here. Land on angry, dude. He fucking... Always was, getting that shit. 70 uh, years old, still getting panties thrown at him on stage. To be truthful... The reason I was there was because of the, the groovy cat on slide guitar. Yeah, he plays slide guitar. He's yeah, a big you fella. knew the guitarist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a lovely man. As if Angry didn't already look short, you got a fucking like seven foot dude standing next to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a circus kind of thing going there, <laughs> but it's cool. But it's like they're a kick-ass band, though, man. Yeah. Like they were like, it was like if you want to see an ACDC style fucking kick-ass band, fuck mark evans too what a fucking cool dude man me and joel you know that guy who plays the yeah he things wrote, in the he band. writes the china I know. my yeah. band member yeah yeah that guy i'm not supposed to talk about but 
was so fondly attracted to on the day we first rehearsed. <laughs> we were um, talking, that. yeah. He's still saying with a bindle. It's just, it, man, it's just the mist keeps welling up <laughs> in my mustache. But we were t uh, t had a chat with Mark Evans, the legend, Mark. Yeah. Hey, what a fucking cool dude, hey? Yeah, it was a good gig, man. Like, but that's close to. I think they'll like do a better ACDC thing than ACDC actually does. Because what do they got? For that? that fucking squawking cunt from Guns and Roses on <laughs> vocals. That's that's a horrible fucking show. <laughs> you're, you're, um, that's fucking horrible. And you're paying fucking seven thousand dollars a ticket. Yeah, true. All those get your slash jeans and your fucking. Go get your American picker fucking jeans. <laughs> get your slash jeans for seventeen thousand dollars. No, yeah, no thanks. But um, yeah, that was a good gig. Yeah, and we got a, a bit angry. That was crazy. That me, I was actually with you there. Yeah, yeah. And and um, I thought it was part of the act, eh? Man? Yeah, same. Yeah. I yeah. thought he was gonna go. This song's go fight for the fucking whatever, and then it wasn't. <laughs> he kept going. I was like, oh, this, this is great. This song's called "Fight for Your Right to Party." Then all the people that got offended <laughs> forgets that he rips another band off. <laughs> but he was bitching about the fucking bands playing yeah. next door. Yeah, true. Which is fucking. He's right about that. But um Yeah, you could kind of hear the bleed through the wall, eh? But he um yeah, but then you just stop playing. What are you gonna do? It's too late when the bands are there. It's easy for me to say, but when the two bands have already started playing, yeah, what do yeah. you do? But um he, he, he a was a bunch of people got offended and flounced out of there, man. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was like and I was like, Oh really? Fucking what's that dude's name? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Angry yeah, yeah, yeah. figure it out. Fit. Dude, you know what I'm I, saying? I tell you what was funny, man, the band's playing in the back and it's just like that's when he was just like I I got a problem. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up with these bands playing out the back? This is angry show. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he was like, no, but he goes, no, you know what? To be honest, he said one band at a time. Mm. It's always been like that. Mm. Fair's fair. That's bullshit. And yeah. like, so to me, that ain't angry. He's if you're angry, it's because you don't. The truth hurts, and he's actually saying it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But then the band just totally kicked ass. Yeah, they you, played could, all you wouldn't have even known there was a band out the back when they were playing. No, no, because they're shit hot. Mick, yeah. those guitar players and fucking Mark, they're fucking good, man. They're tough motherfuckers too, man. Yeah, like, they played. Yeah, yeah fucking they don't up. need security, man. That band will fuck you up. Dude, yeah, and they got a lot of create the gigs and all the the crowd that they rolled with, right? Mm. It was pretty crazy, full on. Yeah, the, yeah. The people, you know, yeah, I dig them, you know. But that was crazy that night. And then it was like, he apologized. Somebody told me that he yeah. did a big apology on yeah. that thing. Yeah, Which yeah. Uh, he shouldn't have. He just, uh, you have an off night. He, I, didn't, he didn't mean it. I met him. He's the nicest fucking guy you ever met. Yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like it was some publicity um, to try and, like a publicist would have suggested and wrote that apology, I think. Yeah. Yeah, or helped. Or no, because the yeah. tour, because now... Somebody for having a bad night like that. Yeah. Say if he was cranky. See, you don't know what's happening in his personal yeah. life. And then, you know, and then... The dude's 70 year old. Like, he's fucking belting out a tune. And, yeah. Yeah. Like, he had a bad day, but then now, but people will just go to all the venues and try to cancel you, this whole bullshit. Like, because he said something that offended and those people are posted. It's a, it turns into a big shit show. So I thought the same thing too. When somebody said it, I went, I, I thought... 
I wonder if legally they had to do that. Yeah, you know, that's like, what I'm thinking. Like, a, which like is a bullshit. Thing. You know what I'm saying? Fuck. But what? A rock band can't say what they want. Don't go to fucking rock show. Dude, I have. Stay away from rock show. Stay away f- from Witsko. Because yeah. they're actually like a sex rock show because we're this so fucking beautiful. <laughs> Joel Payton would say that, by the way. Well, at least one of us is getting money out of this fucking Yeah, thing. exactly. Um, the uh the which actual- got a good band yeah, yeah dude the- <laughs> new record coming out <laughs> hold on taco. I just all right take it easy taco tits actually the um breathing blue light video clip is really really good man like i, I want you. i'm gonna put that up as uh, um like on the youtube for people to please get a reference because i really like the way that that was shot that's the done. big hit that's like that's put that song over the top yeah. like that clip is just beyond fucking sick right because you're saying there was like a richie granger there was a story about um, where it was filmed as well, like because it's got like the drone footage and all these like crazy angles. And yes, shit. and it's a place called. Oh, fuck! It's really close by here, and I'm fucking. Uh, man, it was in an old um, closed mine. 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 Yeah. yeah, and oh, I fucking can't remember that little. Oh. T- it's right outside a camera. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, let me Google. Um, um, Captain's fucking... Flat? Yeah, hey, hey. Fucking, I was going to say Captain's Bush. But um, yeah, it was Captain in Captain's Hulk. Flat. Hey, that that was, there's some Captain funny Hulk. shit that happened on that. Hey, we're like, I'm hanging out with Joel and he's like, got this kit and he's like, and he's we, we were like jamming, just fucking around. Yeah. And I'm like, Dude, is that fucking guy got a shotgun? This guy come up. Hey, what you boys doing over there? <laughs> and his wife was like, look at him, honey. Look at him. They're beautiful. And I was like, what you boys doing over there playing that goddamn rock and roll? No, he was just like, but he had a shotgun because he was looking after the property. Yeah, so he came over and thought you were trespassing He was looking at Marky shit. like, I love me some man to play guitar. <laughs> I'm surprised I I didn't have sex with a man, but that man I would. I was surprised I didn't see photos of you in the Canberra notice board or some shit like that. You know, like like a fucking band (laughs) Sasquatch fucking sighting at Captain's Flat. Yes, yeah, yeah. That that was probably the talk of the town. There was three yowies there. Tim the yowie man out there taking photos of your blame. Yeah, tracing us to making fucking plastic castings of of thong marks out there (laughs) that were rare species of Cambrian yowie. Fucking, hey, there was a fucking another yowie site. Where did he come from? I'm doing a ghost tour. I'm doing a ghost tour in a couple of weeks, and Tim the Yowie Man is the guy that's um, hosting it. Yeah, for the National Film and Archive Center. Is he a Yowie? Is he really a Yowie? Yeah, it was what a Yowie Man. Breakfast? I don't know. Yowweed. I hope so. I think he just smokes Yowweed. That's a pretty fucking. He must, he's bald, like calling yourself a Yowie. That's what. Tim the Yowie Man, dude. Yeah, yeah. Imagine you met a bunch of Yowies in a pub and they took offense to it. Because he really wasn't a yaoi. And True. they just fucked you up. <laughs> yeah, like... They it, were just like, you offended my family. <laughs> I 
They I, fight for I their live, honor. We, live in, we come from the forest and you live in an apartment. Well, we used to have. You're in a fence. When I was a kid, we had these little chocolate fucking things called Yowie Powers, dude. Well, they were called Yowie. <laughs> no, they were, they were kind of like a Kinder Surprise, but there was it was shaped like a, a Yowie. Yeah. <laughs> was it like a little Yowie dude? Was yeah, it yeah, chocolate yeah, or like a- yeah. But it had a little thing, like a little capsule inside of it that had like a toy in it. Okay. No joke. It's hard for me to explain to someone that's never seen it before. No, but it was like a Kinder egg but a yaoi and it had a toy inside pretty much yeah you're yeah. welcome yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go the tr- translated it for me no, to no, the no. americans <laughs> that they can't fucking t- they can't sell it in america because it's illegal to sell why are you anti-sasquatch <laughs> Big i'm just saying it's natural running. fucking selection do you know why because if they sell do that you have sh- a mirror fuck <laughs> <laughs> dude take a look at yourself no the the um Yes. It's illegal, apparently, in the States to sell um, non-food products wrapped in food products because too many people choke and die if they sold yaoi's or fucking I bet you it kinder was surprise. common as a kid, like, in the 60s and 70s, but then there was too many cases of kids choking. Choking on shit. Yeah, because they just ate the whole fucking egg. No, but what happens is, see, you're all the kid, and you eat it, and then you throw it on the floor, and your little brother comes up and fucking bang. Dies, Same yeah. Same thing with coins. Whenever Back to being a, an only child again. Man, when you have a fucking... <laughs> uh, when a kid with, with babies, and fuck, everything's got to go. You've got to lock fucking everything, because they're going to come with the worst chemical... Or the sharpest blade, or the worst thing for them. They're, it's like they're magnets to it. Yeah, yeah. They just know? find it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And they open everything with their head for the first couple of years. <laughs> That's something I noticed too. That's why I think I got such a large cranium forehead. <laughs> it was from opening things for like the average kids two Do years. You open it was the for bonnet. Six years in my kids. <laughs> <laughs> you open the bonnet on your car with you. I have flashbacks of my mother going, Come here, you little caveman. And, you know, <laughs> I, it's funny. They, all my brothers and sisters got haircuts. I didn't. And they all just got, and I got all of their clothes, man. Whenever I look at my class photos, right? It's like my sister's shirt from Christmas, like three years prior. It's like, I'm like, Holy fuck. Did they, my family win me in a card game? Like, I was like, <laughs> My mother was just fucking, I don't know, They or at a fucking bingo night, they just hear, we're going to give away a fucking, a, a little freak. Does anybody want him? My mother would have went, I'll take him, you know? But yeah, it's crazy. You were the, um, you, you were the little fucking comp- compilation prize. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was just nuts, man. That's like, wild. Life's dude. crazy. Well, you're just wearing all big stuff. And no, like- just like, I, I don't remember. I, I, listen, I got to tell you about the coolest school photo ever. Yeah. And okay. it's, it's actually of me. Yeah. Right? I might even show it to you one day for a small fee. But I, my brother, my brother, I think my sister might have went and a bunch of the, all the older dudes in my neighborhood. I remember sitting on the stoop of my house, yeah. which is the steps stoop. Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. got that? Yeah. And all these dudes come out of I'll this I'll write pub, that down, yeah. Write that down and yeah. put it in your show, all right? <laughs> you owe me a beer. And there was a pub that was like two blocks to the left of my house and two blocks to the right. All these dudes come out of this place, right? 
and they were all screaming the ooh, and I'm like, what the fuck? And they were like, the ooh, they were wasted, fucking hammered. These dudes, pockets full of beers. They were all going to go see the Who at Shea Stadium, right? And I think they played with the Clash and the Ramones, yeah. yeah. And a lot of the dudes in Woodside would go to see the Jets there yeah. and the Mets, the New York Mets. This is where the U.S. Open is, right over that area. Yeah, yeah. That's a ten-minute train ride from my house. So all the neighbors just filled up all the crazy white dudes got on the trains and went there wasted they would climb the walls they would go into the i think they leveled that place i think they took down the fucking end zones i know guys with photos taken down the end zone Fuck. pillars man so back to the picture story the shirt was one of my prized possessions it was my older brother bobby's it was the keith moon bullseye and I begged my mother, this is the 70s, so I had to go to school photos. I, listen, I still look like a little chick, right? Yeah. But I begged my mother, <laughs> man, man, can I wear this? She's like, no. You know, my mother, everybody, you mm. know, when you yeah. think of your school photos, it's a college shirt. You got to look like a little homo. That's it. You got to comb your hair. You got to brush your tooth. And then, and, you know, and then, and just wash your hands you know because i'm like a filthy street fucking rat right and and my mom was like no and then i was like mom can i can't and i think i started getting nervous like a, a like a and she goes tony are you serious do you really want to wear that shirt then wear it and i was like really and i walked in there like i was the fucking terminator man <laughs> like just like yeah look at me you show me anybody in any band, any time, any year, in a rock t-shirt, in a school, in their grade school. So that would have been in, it would it's probably the fifth grade, man. Yeah, okay. You show me. I want to see everybody that we play with, any fucking heavy band. I want to see the year five school photo. Well, it does And who outcools me? Yeah, well, we, we can't in Australia. We've got, we got to wear uniforms. Uh, I'm surprised you weren't wearing dresses. Yeah. For, a smock with yeah. a beret, you guys. Yeah, we used to wear smocks. So like our dad's the, shirt. We used to paint with stuff. With that royal in influence. Yeah, the fucking primary schools here in Australia, dude. They're so cheap. They're like, oh, we need to paint the gym. So everyone bring in your dad's shirt and wear it. And it's a school project where we're going to paint the fucking gymnasium. <laughs> so everyone would be there with a roller. And they'd be getting up us because they'd be like, this is a fucking shit job. Like, yeah, you got a bunch of fucking 12-year-olds to do it. What did you expect? We did constructions in year 12, right? They're like, oh, for year 12, like your final year of school. You're supposed year. to paint on the outside of the school walls <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah, you asshole. It's called graffiti. We spent most of the time drawing dicks on each other with a fucking paintbrush. But anyway... <laughs> Um, for construction in year 12 they're like oh here's our major project we're going to build a set of stairs for the school so that's what we did we got out of the concrete what fucking school did you go in south coast yeah. oh okay there was like eight people in your town yeah yeah I can't say it dude they're the and, fucking and eight one people that still goat. listen to this shit <laughs> yeah one of them was a dead goat the two from of New them York. were kangaroos yeah one was a dead goat that we found under a bridge in no, New York you and had it, to build your own school are you Amish <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> Did you milk the bees before you went to school? Uh, fuck. Oh, better than your fucking Catholic school where we just milked Listen, the Listen, no, no. I was definitely too satanic to go to no fucking Catholic school. <laughs> fuck. You know? No, you you know what the... You want to hear the story why I didn't go to Catholic school? Did you? Would you like yeah, to hear that yeah, one? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> 
the ch- local church was in my neighborhood was called St. Sebastian's, right? Where your lo- local churches and Catholic school kids and everybody would go, right, on Sunday. When you go on Sunday, back in the 60s and 70s, I was born in 69, you donate, you have to give money to the church. They hand around the baskets, right? And when you give it, money to the church reason my mother did what she did was they would keep a list on the wall in the church who gave the most money and who gave the least my mother went they're not getting a fucking cent so for years my mother was getting money to give to the church and wouldn't we'd go to church and she would take the money and we'd go out to woolworth's woolworth's um the um is not like a supermarket it was like an everything convenience store it was like the the woolworths yeah. that was like by my house was like toys you could go up to a counter and have a sandwich and a, a like a vanilla shake or whatever and it had yeah. like everything and yeah, it was I spoke like to doug stanhope big about toy this. stores woolworths is a different thing in the states yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it's old it's not a thing anymore apparently yeah and you'd have like a slash hardware toys toy store and there was sick toy stores all over my mother goes i spent all the money on you and then when it came time to go enroll in catholic school they were like and my father was furious and my mother was like fuck you too late <laughs> the kids ain't going to fucking catholic school that's the reason why i didn't go because she was like no no my kids it was probably because of a radical nature of mine definitely it would have yeah. been satanic as a kid yeah. i was a weird like the kid in the omen quiet <laughs> i would just sit there and draw right up my dreams and just be like and then people would come in the room and get spooked and they still do when i sit there and read they're like you're so fucking quiet and it's funny and the kid my mother would go tony what are you doing in here everybody's outside playing the star and i'd just be sitting there drawing in another fucking world you know what i'm <laughs> yeah, saying yeah. so she would have been like Drunk no bitches. i'm not gonna let the jesus sisters and the angry priests <laughs> corrupt my tony and yeah. that's why i'm here and that's yeah. why i'm in witsko yeah that's yeah. the beautiful be thing just drawing pictures of fucking children of the corn i would shit. be drawing a picture <laughs> if i went to catholic school a picture of my broken anus <laughs> Because I was like, like, I wasn't an orphan, but I was poor. So they would have preyed upon my rectal vicinity. No, they wouldn't have. Because actually, my brothers and my uncles would have just murdered the fuck. You know what I'm saying? They would have just thrown them off a building or something. I think my Uncle Robert, to be honest, God bless him. He punched out a fucking priest, like in, in, and he got kicked out of this school I'm talking about. The guy, because they, they, you were allowed to beat you, hey? And my uncle Robert, yeah. he like took judo as a kid, and he was really into sports, and hung out with these dudes and played basketballs. Like he was a sick basketball player. And this dude must have went to go. And I think he just fucking decked him off of his feet, you know, <laughs> and just got kicked out of the school. Yeah. And he's one of my um. Most of my uncles were police officers and detectives, and he was one. He went. In, he became a mechanic. His father. Yeah. The who, his, his father, my grandfather, Anthony Soroka, who I'm named after, told him, no, nah, don't. Man, if you don't want to do this well. Because, man, remember what the police departments were like in the 60s and 70s. And even if you were, like, not Irish, hey? Mm. Like, my mother's side is Eastern European. He got the whole wog treatment like you're a piece of shit. Meanwhile, he's saving lives and fucking saving people. And you're a cop. Mm. And your life was on the line. And 67 was radical, man. 70s was even crazier. You know what I'm saying? 
and like yeah, it's like the, if you like, it was a lot of Irish cops, you know. But my uncle, he didn't, he didn't get into it. He was the most insane car mechanic. That's where I would have seen you guys really into cars. Yeah, that's where I saw all the sickest fucking hot rods are from my uncle Robert. Yeah, and like he man in the uh, garage at my house, the two cars I think we used to play in a '55 Chevy, yeah. like a dark fucking blue one, and it was another car, and there was like two of the sickest fucking hot rods and we would just fucking go and sneak into the garage it was like a broken panel and go on and just hang out and it was like you were back in the fucking 40s or 50s yeah eh? yeah they were mental these old cars but he was a he ran in like a trucking rider trucking company he was like a big a truck engine mechanic but he was sick like you could break down on the side of the road and he could find shit on the side of the road he actually did it with us we broke down in the bronx on one of the freeways he come up and he was like, fuck, we need, and he was just like, found a tire, on, piece of tire on the road, got the steel, got it, and got us home. Fuck Taste yeah. the oil type guy. Yeah. This is fucked. <laughs> One of them. Hey, you ever seen that? <laughs> yeah, I feel like my sister. Fu- nah, she's fucked. <laughs> I'm like, you're kidding me. Man, I learned how to drive here. How, how crazy is that? Man, the train was like a couple blocks from my house. And when I lived in um, another place called Maspeth, Queens, like when I um, grew up a little bit and started dating somebody of the opposite sex, (laughs) uh, there's a bus in your neighborhood. Trains are not in the nicer neighborhoods. They're like, they run right through the crazy, you know, the crazy parts of town, you know? Yeah, fuck, man. You're saying um, before we got into it that you were nearly looking at being a cop is that right no 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 i was joking about oh, that i know my wife always says tony quick she'll put on a show and i'll be watching it for five minutes and i'll go this dude even if it's a cop show i'll be like this guy did this this dude did this this is how he got <laughs> in and she's like how the fuck did you know that you know and i'm like it's easy look this there's tracks by the house the guy would come in on the tracks went into the neighborhood killed him and went fuck the head and she's like and I'm like, and she's like, man, I definitely could have got it because yeah, I know yeah. shit. You know what? You got to know people. Yeah, right? yeah. And I know a lot of police officers. Some of my best mates are narcotics and marshals and all the dudes. The neighborhood when I was talking about Woodside, all the dudes I grew up with all basically went into blue-collar jobs, unions. Like, all my family went to work for the city, fire department, um, tr- um, the MTA, the Transit Authority. Um, fire department my sisters are not, like they all work they're like workers like that and all the other dudes they did all went to the military and then when they did their stints in the military and they got out they most of them become either firemen or a police officer so they just go and Woodside Queens is actually known for that they're like the people in that town are known and they run a lot of the buildings and unions and work in all the buildings in Manhattan a lot yeah. of them man yeah. but a lot of them are like yeah my friends are marshals like my mate Yui's a fucking narcotics detective and fucking there's um yeah guys that were just in the navy and i know guys that flew in fucking black hawks and fucking yeah dudes i grew up with crazy you know all of them i was like that one well no i'm not i'm just getting a job i ain't no one gonna tell me what well after i was like 13 and 14 i was like i ain't listening to fucking nobody yeah no more you Mm -mm. worked into um, not that got, i did when i was younger but i'm um, like i had to go to school and you gotta listen you gotta to pull cuts. the line a little yeah tie wearing bitches can suck my dick <laughs> so the ghetto boys one there for you all right <laughs> the um 
job you went into was um, alchemist work, right? For like precious metals. You've mentioned this. Yeah, yeah. Before. So before I left, right, I left in 2005. Man, I was worked at a thing called the micro foundry, right? Now, foundries where they, a steel foundry or iron one is where they make the big iron fucking gr the beams and everything. That's a foundry where they're, any, I think even concrete where they're pouring, you're pouring things into molds and stuff like that. That's a foundry. Like Detroit would have a lot of yeah, that shit. Yeah, and yeah. Brooklyn, like Greenpoint, Brooklyn was known. Those were all docks. All, that was all working. Industrial tough shit. Holy shit. That's now built up in hipper than Manhattan, Brooklyn. That yeah. was all an industrial area. When I worked, I was in a union for 10 years and I worked next door to a steel place. And you've never seen forklifts that fucking big. Yeah. When they would, they get the train cars. Well, I worked in a union and train cars would come in there and the steel places and all that. Right. But, um, back to the foundry, I worked in a micro foundry, which is precious metals. Yeah. I was taught how to cast jewelry. My specialty was a melting platinum, but I did gold and I dealt with the craziest fucking people. It would, and man. it was in the craziest part of town. It was like. On the Bowery, it's a famous place known for its poor, right? Yeah. Through the history, right? CBGB's was on the Bowery, right? Yeah. This is down like maybe eight, four or five streets, but it was in Chinatown and mm. Little Italy. And it was like this fucking homeless area. And it was just fucking mental. It was all movie stars, like a place where you, David Bo, I could take a show you where all these people lived. Mm. Like all the most famous the rock stars and fucking models and actors and everything. I would see them all the time in this neighborhood where I was. And I would hang out there at the, a bakery called Parisi's on March Street, an Italian place, a sandwich shop. Best in the fucking world, man. Make it good. Oh, the best. Make it not like the family, really cool. I used to hang out there and eat there. But you would just see fucking famous people fucking everywhere yeah, yeah. over there. And that was in, so it was in 88 Bowery. It was like downtown and it was, um, and it was in the basement of an Asian jewelry shop. So the whole top, it was like I was in fucking Asia somewhere and it was just like, um, Japanese, Chinese, Korean, this, and it was all Asians. Maybe one old Jewish guy in the middle selling <laughs> pearls or something. And I worked in the basement, right? So Autistic Platinum, the place that I worked, I casted jewelry for. Yeah. So my job was to make the gold, cast all the, melt all the metals and cast all the fucking rings and crosses and everything. Yeah. Weigh them up and deliver them and get the next night's work and get the molds and from all the jewelry shops. So in the, there's two diamond districts in New York City. There's one where I worked down on the Bowery and Canal Street. Yeah. That's a huge diamond district. That was actually the first diamond district in New York City. And then all the sons of the people that made the money there went to Rockefeller Center to the diamond district that's known by the entire world. That's where the world shops for its shit on 48th Street and Rockefeller Center. That right. That's Uncut like, Gems is the one that. Just yeah. no, it's building after building. Oh, the Sandler movie. I but mean. But it's called yeah, the yeah. Diamond District. It's yeah. actually three streets. And yeah, it's full yeah. of buildings and shops, and you could buy from raw to the most expensive things and every. The whole world shop like shops there there's people that pay and their the money was traded there. in the trade center like that was yeah. the whole that whole crazy thing yeah but the, the commodities there i used to go to this place called johnson and matthew and like one door buzzer i gotta get buzzed through who are you tony you know artistic platinum go through another door buzzer 
Then a chick would come and get you and sit down. You'd sit down at the table like this, and there's a camera right on you. All right, what do you want? Hey, I want 20 ounces of platinum. I need this much gold, and I want this. And they would just come, scale, put it out, sign this. You got 30 days to pay. So I would get all the metal, go make the gold, sell the gold, get the money, pay the dinner. So I was, like, doing everything. Yeah. And there was a come came a point where my boss, Charlie, was like, Tony, you could, yeah, I said, you don't even need to come in, dude. I'll go see the customers. But when I got back from, I would make the jewelry, price it out, call up England for the uh, price fixes of the jewelry every day, price my jewelry out, go deliver it, come back. I'd get out of the subway 20 blocks from my job. I wouldn't, wouldn't take the train right to my street yeah. where I worked. I'd get out in Greenwich Village, man, and go to all the Where the Pope shops. is. Yeah, all <laughs> that, pipe. all the coolest record shops, book shops. Yeah, every fun. fucking cool shop in the world was in Greenwich Village. Then I would walk down and through this old neighborhood down into Little Italy and all those places. Yeah. Best food in the world is down there. Best food fucking everything and yeah, it's crazy yeah, it's all yeah. ancient with their um bootleg factories like you'd see like a a roller door pop up and there's like a dude with like fucking 80 tanks full of prawns in a fucking private factory like mm. not regulated dudes with like knockoff dresses like they just whatever's the latest fashion there's someone downtown in a factory with 50 people making those dresses to sell them to make money every new fashion thing yeah. It's just knocked off and people make shitloads of money off of it. Yeah, yeah. And you're saying your boss is a fucking hard ass man like No. That, that was a guy I worked with. Worked That's with, what, okay. So I worked with two gentlemen, right? One was named Charlie and one was named Paulie. Paulie was like the hardest motherfucker you ever met. Like he was a Marine. He was the just toughest motherfucker. And when he come back he was like a police officer. But he grew up with all the fucking mobsters the big mobsters in his neighborhood, in the neighborhood I'm telling you about. Yeah. So when people would be stealing these young mob guys on his beat, he would fucking beat the piss out of them. Mm. And they'd be like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And he goes, yeah, good. Tell your father it was me. And they would go, I'm going to fuck you. you he went to school with all the fathers of the gangsters. So he knew them. They grew up with them since little boys. So he didn't give a fuck. He's like, he knew them, yeah. Yeah, he knew their fathers. Yeah, yeah. So there was no fear of him getting beat. So if he caught you, he'd belt the fucking shit out of you and didn't care if you were in the mob or not. Mm. Dude, I was on the train station with him one time, right? And this huge dude bumped him. Mm hmm he just turned around and fucking blasted him right on the chin <laughs> dude he was 82 <laughs> i was like fucking dude what and he was like the guy was just shocked you know but he'd be like doing a do it right here 100 push-ups yeah yeah wouldn't curse in front of a woman you know real italian dudes don't yeah, they don't yeah. when they're not there your sister's cunt <laughs> yeah, that beats you yeah, guys hey yeah. man you guys actually have like nice terms for cunt and bad ones but there's no your sister's cunt that's like a known one hey man yeah 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 and it's funny i know a bunch of guys that actually use cunt more than you guys from new york from new york that's yeah. wild yeah dude. my mate Joe <laughs> yeah yeah no but it was always be your sister's cunt and this guy paulie was he was the best man like he showed me the ropes uh, he was the jewelry caster he was the guy melting yeah. the metals okay. right yeah. when i came there and when i first came there my boss goes 
hey, good, I'm just about to do this. The first day, how I got the job, a kid I used to jam with, Nick, his mom was married to the guy who owned the shop. And he goes, Tony, I was out of work. I was in a union for 10 years. The company moved. And he goes, what are you doing? And I, I go, nothing. He goes, you want to try this? I go, set up an interview. All I could do is go meet them. And if it's cool, it'll work out. If it's not, it won't. I went down. He goes, oh, fucking glad you're here, Tony. This guy, Charlie. He was like the nutty professor in Santa and one dude. Yeah. Real fucking smart. Like, yeah. And he like the alchemy and the chemicals and the mix and that's what i really love i didn't like the money thing yeah. i don't like gold and platinum and diamonds half the world don't eat and half the cunts got piles of diamonds that it's shit to me yeah, yeah. it's nothing you know what i'm saying yeah yeah and i came in there and he was like just about to cast it. and it was funny because he was oh, he goes put this mask on you know like a welding mask yeah and he he does it and he's like i'm like fucking i'm gonna die here like he's like he puts on a gas settling torch and it's like fucking thir three thousand degrees to melt platinum into liquid like mm -hmm. the terminator you know the liquid yeah, terminator. Yeah. so you have to do that right and not get hypnotized by the light yeah so you got to get it where it's flowing and then you got to shoot it into the mold so he does it and he's like here, your turn. I go, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> I go, dude, no way. I go, man, I'm going to watch you for a week. Yeah, every day when you cast, and then I'm going to give it a go. And I did. And, you know, and that's how I learned. But Paulie, the guy, the, the hard guy, yeah. you, he was the best. He was, like, cool. He was like, Anthony, you tell that motherfucker if he doesn't pay, I'm going to come to the shop and get it. And I go, I will. I will. And then it's like, see, because... When you buy jewelry, right, you got a 30-day paying grace period. Yeah. So you can make money, right? If you sell that ring, so if you clean them up and you sell them and you can make money and then pay your fee back. And some dudes would just like, and it would be like you go collect and they'd be acting like assholes, you know? Yeah. And what you do goes, hey, come here, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, Tony. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, he's got a bowl of diamonds. <laughs> he's selling Rolexes. Sorry, I ain't got no money. Hey, yeah, yeah. How's it going? Listen, if you don't pay, I'm going to come back when your customers are here. And ask for money when you're trying to sell something because that's like you how do you look as a business disrespect if I'm yeah, going, yeah. Well, yeah you just go you're disrespecting and they'll go no 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 most dudes will just go tony come here i said i don't want to hear your bullshit story i don't want to hear you fucking broke i don't want to hear none of your bullshit yeah just when it's there and i'm not a, a standover guy nothing i just don't want to hear none of your bullshit dirty day just pay for most dudes would fucking just pay it like Be no cool, problem yeah. they loved me because they were like wow you're not like a predator trying to make money here everybody's like having heart attacks at 40 trying to make a living paying off a mortgage by selling jewelry and taking mm -hmm. advantage of people making money off it and they go these russian dudes used to go tony man we fucking like you man you got they'd be like you got the street about you because mm. it's this you see my eyes man yeah if you're up to something suspect you ain't gonna be looking at me it's all about that and so it was like i wasn't no man I, I was who i was i wasn't a punk i wasn't a, you know and yeah. they also they would give me like a fucking hundred thousand dollar ring to take with me yeah like on a handshake just tony hey could you make me this yeah like, no problem eighty thousand dollar diamond or on and i once went to a 60th and i had like thirty forty thousand dollars worth of jewelry on hey mm. i just went to my customers hey could i borrow i had this gold chain it was like the fucking solid 
like this. And I rented the ugliest Jesus head that you could ever find. He had brown diamonds in the beard. It was the <laughs> ugliest fucking thing I ever saw. And the watch and everything else was like 30, 40 grand. I had them all on just... Like, so if I was a crim, so they, they know you're not. You're dealing with people's families, you know? Yeah, yeah. A lot of Asians, you know? But it's all different. Everybody thinks jewelry business and actually thinks the Jews, you know? Which it's, it's not. Yeah. It's like every race is in there trying. South Africans are selling, you yeah, know? Yeah. If, like, Russia released their platinum, I heard, it would fuck them up. They would just destroy it, hey? You know, like diamonds, if they were weren't controlled... It would be, they'd be worthless, you know? To me, which which is a cooler thing, is the, a circle ring, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's like a circle of life. More than a cross, like, people are all with the whole Jesus thing. Man, he wasn't about being on a piece of fucking gold with diamond eyeballs. Like, that's such yeah. a insult to the dude who he was, man. Yeah, yeah. Putting him on a decadent piece of jewelry, this fucking big, you yeah, know? It's just like that's why i put it on because it was so fucking retarded you know <laughs> but it was a crazy world hey man there was like murders like i went home the street where i delivered one time i come home and i'm like man holy fuck there was a murder on 48th street and then there was one in queens and what it was was these two dudes with uh, doing dirty work for the cartels they were taking gold and they were making plumbing wrenches Oh, oh yeah. belt buckles, spur, like any metal thing, tools, and they were making in gold and painting them because the rats were eating the cash in the jungles. So they were sending gold from here to there, yeah, and then melt it down. And then you got your gold balls, and then you got elite, the rats can't eat it, and you got your gold balls. Yeah, these dudes must have been skimming. How you skimming jewelry is? You say you got a bunch of gold here, and I take a handful of pennies. You know mm. how much I'm going to make off the handful of pennies? Yeah, yeah. As much as they weigh, hey? Because then it just blends in and you don't know. So they could have been, the the cutter could have maybe got the um, gold fucking inspected or they would dip, they would just take in too much. They got greedy, broad fucking daylight, hey? I, le I went to this place, got all the shit. Do you see my customers jump back in the subway? And like an hour later, in broad daylight, and the same thing in Queens, the guy was just murdered right in the middle of the street. Oh, shit. That's what happens when There's, you deal with a yeah, cartel, they hey? Quick, they don't fuck around with niceties. No, no. Yeah, or yeah. they could have been like, somebody got busted, but it was like they were skimming. And the Russians would come to your shop, and my boss would tell them, fuck off, this is Charlie, 80 years old. No, sorry, we ain't fucking doing No, don't ask me. They'd want you to make them gold rings that were 10 carat, and be stamped 14. That's the most illegal thing you could do in the jewelry business. Yeah. It's like eight, seven, eight years in jail and like a million dollar fine. Mm. And they would just look for dodgy dudes to do that. And just trying to find something. And then, oh, they would sell it over. Who's going to know if you took those rings back to Russia or the Ukraine or nobody would? Probably sell it back to fucking tourists and shit like that. Yeah. Have a little shit shop and people thinking, have it at a bit of a discount. People think they're getting it, you know, for a sale or whatever. Yeah. But there was all this. I, that's what I didn't like about the business is the how dirty jewelry and money is. Yeah. It's the root of all evil, man. Dude, speaking of the fucking root of all evil, I'm gonna wrap on this. We need to we need to show the viewers 
You you didn't come over empty-handed. Hey, man. what is that? Is that a fucking? Is that a record? <laughs> if those of you that know what records are, Tony didn't come over empty-handed. He said, "You're a comedian. You might appreciate this." So he's bought over Bill Cosby's final <laughs> album. <laughs> Fine. A long playing LP called Bill Cosby. It's it, true. It's true. I'm a rapist. Oh, sorry. I thought it said that in the fine print. No, but one thing that isn't in fine print is track number one. It's the woman's fault. Jeez this, Louise. This came out in. Let's see if I can get a time on this. 2019. <laughs> That's when the real album came out. It came yeah, out I, when the black album came out. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, Tony. I'm going to add that to my collection Listen, right next to all my Witch Skull vinyls. Uh, uh, when you're feeling a little bit rapey. <laughs> I might rapey. leave a break between it and the Witch Skull vinyls. I need a little buffer. Definitely you know put it I mean? there. And if, listen, if, um, if you're ever feeling a little bit rapey or roofy-ish, just <laughs> give her a spin. Yeah, it gets you right in the mood. It's the creepiest fucking thing. This guy, Mark, I know, he played me a bit of it. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the horrible. fucking face that he's pulling on the front of that. But yeah, it's just horrible. bringing it over. Yeah, cheers. Is, man i thought you'd appreciate that because it's because it's very funny now i'm gonna um, and you're funny i'm gonna wrap it with that but before we um before the podcast finishes just at the very end of this i'm gonna play a bunch of samples um that i'll show on tony before this there's a regular guest on the doug stanhope podcast um margot wallenberg who's got the best tom waits voice but she's a chick so she, she without passed, a penis yeah yeah she passed away earlier this year and today would have been her on the day of recording this actually would have been her 84th birthday so happy okay, birthday yeah we're gonna uh, play her out with that with some samples that i put together so this has been episode 88 check out witch skull and um thanks for listening see you everybody cheers don't buy me a drink. Just name names. Yes, yeah, right. Big Tony. You'll get fucking thrown out of strip club with your floppy disk. Yeah, all day. Make people feel shame for shit all day. Don't blow it into a hard drive. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're Keep here. Keep it simple. Count your money. That they're not proud of. Just give me ten bucks. All right. For the record, Margot is an actual woman. She's not transgendered. She just has the most fantastic radio voice of a fucking man. <laughs> That's that's a poly, I have a polyp plantation in my throat, which allows me to sound like this. Can you get that? Can you get that as an elective surgery? Well, I've I've electively surgeryed it to have it removed once. But well, p- put it in me. I want that there you voice. Go. Isn't it great? It is. It's and fantastic. I, they said you're going to have to do it again. I said, "Fuck it, I'm not doing it anymore. I am what I am." You know? No, I had. Uh, a polyp population of party on your no, vagina, actually, your uterus. I had um, a cock. <laughs> many. <laughs> What's a woman to do? You're just a dumb girl. I'm just a dumb broad. And besides, it was that, the best of times. It was the worst. And there's of cocks, times. and cocks are far better than dicks. <laughs> so my first idea give a wink oh, so oh, nobody a sly little <laughs> slide of the eye don't you wish you could defrag your brain no no i just uh i was hanging out and i had a lover of mine who was dealing and i was just a dumb broad i had no clue
do like intelligent men, but boy, they're a motherfucker to live with. <laughs> but I learned a lot from them. You know, life is beautiful. Life is. Sex gets ugly after a while. I've never noticed that. <laughs> you were always faced the other way. Well, with a muzzle. If wishes, Don't talk if wishes were horses, then beggars would ride, darling. If wishes were horses, then beggars would ride. Shaka spere. That's Shakespeare to you guys who speak English. Throw a motherfucker at the end of that. <laughs> I was just trying to read my fucking book. I'm just a dumb girl. I'm just a dumb broad man. <laughs> that erotic You're so is. full of beans. <laughs> I remember my Uncle Harold. I go, Uncle Harold. Um, they and Uncle Harold will say, who are they? And I go, I don't know. So Uncle Harold will say, well, then don't worry about it. And he say, do you want to be a doorknob? No, Uncle Harold. I don't want to be a doorknob. You want to be a vegetable? No, Uncle Harold. I don't want to be a vegetable. Then live your life. It was great advice from Uncle Harold. How did he die? Uh, he died at 89 or something. Gunfight? <laughs> no, I think his, uh, he was shot by his girlfriend's. No. <laughs> and I used to run around with the Purdue Angels. That's a motorcycle gang. Mm -hmm. How does what is the Purdue Angels compared to the Hell's Angels? Well, they were the same, but San Bernardino, the Hell's Angels, but they were they were really just a bunch of guys that worked at. Uh, oh, that was know, the chapter Purdue San Ber San Bernardino. They call it Purdue. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. that's what we call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they were. They were mostly just factory workers and, and ex-military, and they were a bunch of really nice guys. You know, one thing when I, um, I was in a, a motorcycle accident with my first love, Dexter Shields was his name, April 11th, 1957. And uh, I was in college, I got out of, High school early, because they didn't want to see me hanging around. <laughs> and uh, we were following somebody home, and the guy signaled for a left, and Dexter went to pass him on the right, and the guy swung. He had the lights on going for a left, mm -hmm. but then he swung in front of us. From the second lane over? And uh, the last thing... Dexter said to me was, let go. And that's when you wrote a pinion pad and there wasn't a, a bar on the back. What's a pinion pad? A pinion pad. Oh, like uh, a buddy pegs. Buddy pegs? The back, just a back oh. seat. Oh, right. like, yeah. a, like a black Kotex pad kind of yeah. deal. You yeah. know, I mean, much larger than there that. There you go. Now I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, I Put it in terms of uh, feminine project products and then I'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What like a picture a, a black feminine pad, but without a backrest. Okay, <laughs> there yeah. you go. Boy, the days of feminine pads with backrests. Oh, Remember those? Comfort. So anyhow, I flew <laughs> off, and I ended up uh, rolling underneath the front and back wheels of the car, and got got up and went back there, and he was lying there, not looking too good. Dexter was. 
Dexter was not yeah. looking too good. And uh, I yelled at him, are you okay? And he looked up and he saw me there and he smiled and he flipped his head over and then all this blood came spurting out of his ear. Oh, and they could hear me a couple blocks down the street. How old were you at that time? I was 17 on April the 11th, and I would have turned 18 on April 22nd, on Earth Day. And it really helped me form my ideas about uh, the concept of the hereafter and all that kind of jazz. And Dexter had a a three-year-old son that his wife had uh, left him with. And uh, I remember the little boy, he used to like me, he used to like to brush my hair, you know. And he'd say, Margo, where's daddy? Is he sleeping with you? Oh my God. And I told him, no, he's just sleeping outside and he was keeping an eye on both of us. What the hell do you tell a kid, you know? Sorry for my uh, quick absence there. Don't use the red wastebasket in the main house bathroom. (laughs) Don't. I just did a Nico. (laughs) Are you serious? Why didn't you use the toilet? The other end was on the toilet. (laughs) 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 I guess I didn't have to tell you that, but. Yeah, having a white porcelain god. Ah. Oh, yeah, I'm not a puker, but this is, this weekend evidently mounted up on me, on us both. I think oh. the weekend mounted you. Oh. <laughs> oh, I just remembered we're not supposed to use that toilet. It's still leaking. You did a push-me-pull me. Yeah, push-me-pull you. <laughs> yeah. oh That's a, I learned that from Joey Diaz. He's a friend of ours. He's a comedian. When I first met him, he was... Hosting a show in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, I had the the push me pull you flew this weekend. You know, you know the kind where you don't know which end to aim at the toilet. Oh God, <laughs> that's funny. Oh God. Welcome back. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you came back just in time because we were just chit chatting. Nothing really heavy. So <laughs> <laughs> sounded like a good time to come in with a I heavy with a vomit story. Two sentences away from crying. <laughs> I'm crying, but that's <laughs> kind of reflex action. Is that staunchy, stinky? Uh, don't I, worry, I hit the mouthwash before I came back. Don't I, worry. I have just enjoyed my life. I have lived my life. And I never existed my life. I lived my life. And it's so, it's so precious. That you need to live your life. Don't exist. You know? You're gonna be a fucking blot. Uncle Harold. Uncle Harold. Uncle Harold. 